Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman. Today, we're starting our Sports Biz Camp series. Uh, Really excited to partner with them. They're doing some really exciting things, expanding to nine markets this year. And um, to start off our series, we've got the general manager of The Athletic, Evan Parker. Really excited to to have him on to talk about um, what his mission is in, in being involved with Sports Biz Camps, but then also kind of his path into the sports business industry. Um, so, Evan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Jake. So, so, we want to kind of start each of these episodes off with the question of, what did you want to do in high school? And I know it's, it's like a you know, cliche question, but it's, it's not always the easiest to answer. For me, it actually is. I, I uh, really wanted to be a sports journalist. That was what I, I you know, focused my time on in high school. I was on a student newspaper, and I went to sports journalism camps. I mean, I was... I really thought that that was going to be my path and what I was going to do, and I went to college uh, and majored in, in journalism and focused on sports. Um, but somewhere ar- around you know my senior year of high school, I realized that the life of a sports journalist is hard. You're moving around a lot. You're working on small beats. You're hustling all the time. The money's not great, and it didn't feel like a place that I that I wanted to to really invest for my career. And I ended up trying to to pivot and, and, and got into the sports business side of things. And it's funny now, 15 years or so later after graduating college, after working on the business side, I now oversee the, the business operations and uh, part of a sports journalism company. So while I, I've never been a sports journalist as a profession, I've never written the story that's ended up in the newspaper, I've never been on TV as a commentator, um, my, my entire career has sort of been building up to get me back to where I thought I was going to be when I was 12, 13 years old. Well, and it's and really it's the key passion that kind of keeps you moving, right? You, I think one of those things that we all think about uh, when we're working in sports or just really anyone's career is they like the job has to be everything they could imagine, right? But then there's pieces of the job that maybe you don't necessarily like, but you ultimately know is a good skill set, a good experience, uh, good or bad, to be able to help you get to where you want to go eventually. Yeah, I think people assume that if you work in sports, you're just going to games all the time and, and hanging out with athletes. And there's a, there's an element of that that's true, but it's a job and there's a lot of work that has to be done. And I think when when I talk to students, something that they don't always realize is that any skill set that they have, for the most part, the sports industry has somebody that that focuses on that. So if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be um, an accountant, if you want to go into sales, if you want to go into operations, there's an element of that that exists uh, in every front office, in every big brand, in, in every big sports company or league. Um, and so a lot of the skills that people would, you know, you go major in business or journalism or whatever, there's a, a way to transfer it into the sports industry and trying to explain to kids early on who are um, really passionate about sports and they want to be professional athletes or they want to do something around it, but they don't realize that there's this whole ecosystem of people who are, are just business folks or operational folks, um, but that there's a path for them to have long careers in, in something that they're passionate about is, is important. So you spent some time uh, in the NASCAR world and... Um, what was the biggest thing you learned from from that space in which has now helped you with what you're doing with uh, at the athletic? You know, the biggest thing I, I've learned in my entire career, and and I would tell this to anybody asking, like, what is the most important thing about um, you know having a nice long career in the sports industry? It's really about the network um, and, and and finding people within the sports industry that you can interact with and you can learn from and you can help out in in different ways so that they're there for you when you need them. And everything that I've been able to do, whether it's a job that I've gotten or a deal that I've made, it's from somebody that I know and somebody that I've treated well or vice versa. Um, and, and you know, from the student standpoint, as they're going through this, they have an, an opportunity at our camps to interact with a lot of professionals in the sports industry. 
Um, and those are people that if, if these students are smart and if they can keep in touch with them, if they can interact with them on a more regular basis than just the three days at the camp, um, they have people who will help them get internships when they're in college. They have people who will help them get their first job out of school and help them along their way. Um, and so, you know, at NASCAR, that was incredibly important to me. The, the relationships I built in, in almost a decade at the league when I was agency side before that or now at a media company, um, the people that you interact with are, are really what make being in this industry possible and, and help you grow. Um, and, and that's really what attracted me to sports biz camps uh, to, to begin with was this ability to sort of pay it forward. I, I've had a, a good opportunity over the years to meet people who have mentored me and have helped me and continue to do so. Um, and if I can do the same thing to the next generation, um, I can continue to help them build and help them grow and hopefully they continue to pass that down. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's, an, it's the only way that this sport kind of move, moves forward is based on relationships. Yeah, so you mentioned the relationships piece. Um, you know, for some, they build their career, you know, such as our, our co-host, Pat Gallagher, 30 years in San Francisco, Fred, 30 years in LA, Andy was, you know, a long time in San Francisco. But Andy's an example where he moved all around, right? He took jobs in Memphis and Washington and um, California, et cetera, and, and was able to advance his career in the same capacity, but just moving around. You've gone from coast to coast, yep. right? Uh, you're creating relationships either in Fred and Pat's case where they're in one market for a long time, but those people that they meet in those markets then go elsewhere, right? They, yep. they then go to these other markets in these other cities, so then their, their network is expansive. Or, you know, someone like yourself where you've gone from market to market to market, um, you then have people that are still in those markets or they then go to other markets. And so your, your network is, is vast uh, and you know, across the country from, yeah. from that perspective. What's the one thing that you could give advice to from a creating a relationship standpoint of staying in touch with people regardless of where you move or where you live? It's one of the hardest things. I met Andy Dolich because I knew Pat Stack who started sports biz camps and Pat introduced me to Jim Kaler who was at OU and Jim introduced me to Andy or Abe Madcor was sports uh, Business Journal introduced me to Andy. These people who are not in the Bay Area knew Andy from different things that he's done over the years and, and made that connection. And so you just never know where your career is going to go. You never know what you're going to be looking to do, who you're going to want to interact with. And, and early on in my career, and, and Jake, you and I had been talking about this um, earlier, uh, I met a lot of people who were really influential and who could have helped me out and who could have taught me things. And I, I I spent time with them and I got what I needed out of it and then I, I moved on to the next thing. And when I was 20, 21 years old and I'm picking up all these contacts, I didn't do a good enough job of staying in touch with them. Because you always feel when you're young, I don't want to bother this person. They're really busy. I don't have anything that I need from them. I don't have anything I can give them. So I, I'm just not going to reach out because what am I going to say? Um, and, and I realized pretty quickly that, I, that there were people in my past who would be really beneficial for me to know today. But it's so hard to go back and say, I know you helped me out when I was 20 years old. And now I'm in my, my late 30s and I haven't talked to you since, but can we reconnect? And not that that's impossible, but it's really important, I think, to just continue to stay in touch. And so what I always try to do, you don't want to bug anybody. You don't want to be a nuisance. But every couple of months, you send them a note, you shoot them a text. If you read something about them, if, if I see, you know, that Andy Dolich has done something that popped up in the news or that somebody mentioned him somewhere, you know, I'll, I'll shoot him a note. And, I'll, you know, I'm going to I'm going to send him a note later today and say, I just was on a podcast with Jake and now I just reconnected with Andy and I may not talk to him for another three months but the next time I do he's got that mem memory of the last time I talked and the time before that and it's always trying to find that opportunity to, to help somebody out and offer them something or just make a connection and say I read this article that you, I thought you'd be interested in or I saw this thing that reminded me of you and the more times that you can do that over time these people don't just uh, become 
contacts of yours, but they become friends and advocates and mentors. And that's really how you continue to build and how you continue to, to get more reach and, and grow in your own career. Yeah, no doubt. And it's not only just those people in sports, but it's people outside of sports. Like, you know, everyone kind of thinks, oh, you have to know people in sports to get into sports. And not necessarily, right? Like sometimes, you know, your dad knows someone else who knows someone else. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're they were college roommates, right? And one was an engineer and the other one was, you know, uh, on the the sports team or whatever it might have been. Are there relationships that you've been able to foster over your career that have, um, you know, led to a partnership or a relationship that's that's ultimately helped you or you've been able to help someone else in that sense? Every day. I'm working on a partnership right now that is pretty sizable and where it came about was um, an idea that that somebody on my team had, you know, with the company. Hey, can we? Does anybody know anybody there? And it turns out that I had worked with a guy years ago, not sports related at all, in a position that I knew him in. He happened to have spent a cup of coffee at this company, and, and I called him up, and he knew one guy who knew one guy, and then now I got to the guy that I need to talk to, and we're building a partnership together. But it had nothing to do with sports, and it's a sports deal. But the way that I got in the door was not sports related at all. And, and I think you just never know who you're going to cross paths with in, in, in the world. And I started my career out on the agency side. My early clients, uh, it was Xbox, and it wasn't always sports related. And a lot of the people who came through that who weren't working in sports touched sports in some other way. Or they are with consumer electronic companies or media companies now. And, and they still they may know somebody who can help. They may know somebody who'd be interested in working with me. Or they themselves may have gotten into sports later. Um, so, you know, that doesn't mean that every single human being you meet in, in your entire life, you're in line at the grocery store, doesn't mean that person's going to be helpful to you later in life. And you shouldn't all be, obviously live your life thinking about how can this person help me. Um, it's got to be a symbiotic relationship and you have to have things in common or ways that you can help them. You, know, you can't be siphoning off everything and never giving back. Um, but it's important to always be thinking about cultivating long-term relationships with people, being good to people, um, figuring out ways to stay in touch with people. And then when you do need something, you should have people in your back pocket that you can go to and say, hey, it'd be really helpful if you knew somebody here. Can you make this introduction? Can you work with me on that? And, and when they call you for the same thing, you have to be willing to say yes, because if you don't, you can't expect it any other way. Yeah, it's not always who you know, it's who knows you sometimes, right? Completely, completely. And I think that if you're in the sports industry long enough, you're always a call or two away from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not know the person, you may not have an in, but you probably can get there with, with one or two different calls. And, um, and so it's just, it's important to continue building that network. And, and if, if somebody ever calls me and says, Hey, Evan, can you, I saw that you were connected to this person on LinkedIn, or I, I see that you used to work there. Can you help me out? Um, if you say no, then you can't expect anybody to ever say yes to you. Sure. And you know, one thing we were, we were talking uh, the other day and it was an interesting concept of of who wants to get into sports, right? It's not just um, the high school student who is, you know, a big fan and watches ESPN all the time and, you know, plays, plays, uh, you know, as a student athlete as well, but it's, it's the 50 year old who's making a career transition. Um, can you talk a little bit about being a fan versus being a professional and separating the two and, and ultimately being able to draw from the lessons in sports, regardless of whether you're a fan or professional? I've always thought that it's better. You want to be some sort of a fan. You want to you want to appreciate what you know the team that you're you're working for, the league or whatever that is. But you don't want to be a hardcore fan. When I worked at NASCAR, I had 
uh, people who would come apply for jobs that were hardcore fans. And you could tell pretty early on in the conversation that they weren't there because they thought that they could make a difference or that they thought that they could benefit from being a part of the industry in some way. They were there because they wanted to be close to the drivers or they wanted to have access to the races. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody was too much of a fan, it was always a red flag for me because I didn't want my team to be made up of fans. I wanted them to be made up of people who were just really good at their job and passionate about it and were going to work hard. And I'd always rather hire somebody who wasn't a natural fan and had to almost be convinced, had to learn about what we were doing that made it interesting because then they could take that knowledge and go sell it on to somebody else. Um, and, and so it's always trying to find that balance. You want people passionate about the sports industry. But I worked for NASCAR for eight years. I didn't grow up a NASCAR fan. I had to learn about the sport. I had to develop an appreciation. And then when I would bring somebody to the racetrack for the first time who had never been there before and wasn't a fan, it was really easy for me to say, I get it. I know where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. let me explain to you what I found interesting. Or let me explain to you what's going on in a way that you'll understand having not been a fan of the sport. Um, and, and so for me, that's always way more important than somebody who, if, if anybody comes into your office looking for a job and they tell you how much they love a player or how much they, I grew up a, a huge fan of this team and all I've ever wanted to do is work for this team and be a part of this team and go to all the games and okay, the f- red flag is up. This person may not be right for the job. Um, and if you are a huge fan and you're listening to this and you want to go get a job somewhere, then show your passion, but don't show it as a, as a fan. You know, show that you care about the business, that you care about the community, that you care about what this this team or organization is building. Um, but but it's not that you have a tattoo on your forearm of of the team logo. It's not that you have every jersey back in your closet. It's not that you have always wanted to have season tickets and couldn't afford them, and you know right. if you got a credential, you can get in. Um, if that's the case, just keep it to yourself because you have to you have to show that that you are are more than a fan that you actually want to be there to build a business. Sure. Uh, as we wrap up the episode, kind of want to dive back into the the sports biz camps and and the mission behind you know what they're doing and and why you got involved and and really how it relates to your own career as well. When I was in high school, I had a couple opportunities to do some um, educational programs around sports journalism um, that. I found it to be really helpful, and I met a lot of good people through it. And then over the course of my career, as I said, I've had a lot of mentors, and I've had a lot of opportunity to interact with people who um, have shown me the way and given me an, an ability to advance my career um, and learn. And I want to be able to do that for people, and I want anybody who comes through these camps, anybody who meets me in, in, in the world or through, through one of the jobs, to, 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 kind of, to get the same opportunities and, and advantages that I had. And so the ability for us to put on these camps and have hundreds of kids come through every week and interact with sports execs and learn about the opportunities and learn that just because you're not seven foot with a, a you know silky jumper doesn't mean you can't work in the industry. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that people know that there's a way to do it and that if they uh, if they're passionate about it and they build the relationships and they have as every opportunity. And an amazing thing about these camps is is we really focus as much as we can on on having a really diverse set of students come through and a lot of people who don't get natural opportunities to um, to work in the industry and as a a white male I re- I recognize the opportunities that I've had and I recognize the advantages that I continue to have and, and if I can you know go and, and help somebody else who doesn't necessarily have everything that I was just you know born with that I didn't have to do anything for. Um, then I, then it's my responsibility to do that. And if, you know, every time I try to hire, it's always difficult to find as many diverse candidates as I'd like, as many female candidates as I'd like. Um, and, and part of that is because we're not doing a good enough job of going to students when they're really young and telling them this is a, a, an industry that they can work in. And if we get high school students, uh, female people of color when they're in high school to, to learn about the industry, to appreciate the industry, 
then we help them get internships when they're in college. When they come out, they're going to be part of the workforce, and mm-hmm. we can get more diverse companies, and we can get more diverse uh, ways of thinking at, at these businesses. Um, but we, we have to start early, because if we wait until people come out of school, they're, they're on to a different path, and we're losing out on a lot of great talent, because we're not giving opportunities to people early enough to, to really feel like they can be a part of our industry. Yeah, and it's it's also that diversity of thought and experience too, right. and backgrounds, right? You know, everyone comes from somewhere different, yep. you know, different upbringing, um, different talents, right? Different, uh, you know, skill sets that you know ultimately they they are able to create and different relationships they can cultivate. So, um, really appreciate you sharing your mission, sharing your story. Certainly, uh, one to that can be followed, uh, even though everyone's got a different path. Um, and appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely.